0: Fight back with Libby's Nimer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown.
1: We've uh, got a great story for you here now, uh, and I'd like to introduce you to Helena Bernstein. Helena, thanks for coming all the way into the Zoomerplex to tell your story.
2: You're very welcome.
1: You got my attention this morning, and that of our producer Dave Woodard as well uh, says ailing senior says Greyhound gave her a rough ride. First of all, you to me, you do not seem like an ailing senior. You do have a disability, a physical disability, but you are far from ailing.
2: Well, thank you very much. I think that I'm quite a vibrant senior who happens
1: to have a disability. And in fact, your vibrancy and your excitement for life and wanting to travel and learn and do yeah, yeah. is what led you to this predicament. Tell, exactly. u- tell us your story.
2: Well, I've been... Um, Studying for the last two years and just completed a diploma in spiritual direction from the Hayden Institute. And uh, we do that online and also with intensives in Niagara Falls. So there's problems taking the bus to Niagara Falls, but that isn't Greyhound, it's a megabus that uses Grey Coach. And they don't have a lowering mechanism. But as part of that also, um, with classmates that live in the um, GTA and greater region, we decided to meet informally. And this is how it started, with um, the bus driver refusing to lower the bus steps on the way back. And it was with another student who I hardly knew, I was very embarrassed with everyone lining up. It was winter, and he said, well, he's afraid that that it won't come back up, and I kept insisting I needed it. And he said, well, how will you feel if you're the cause of stranding all of these people? Will you be able to live with yourself? And I had to keep saying, yes, I'll be able to, please let me on. But I was very embarrassed in front of my
1: classmate,
2: and um, we didn't even talk about it all the way home. So that was the first time. And
1: this is on a Greyhound bus. Yes, yes. Uh, and this is. And you now you say you took um, eight round trips between Toronto and Guelph over the last year and a half. Is that fair? Year? Well,
2: it is over a year and a half. Right. But from January 2015 until and, and November. And then in November, um, I had a very bad experience um, coming back, but going, um, the the bus, the, the steps wouldn't lower, and I ended up injuring myself. So, after those two experiences in one day, and um, dealing with Greyhound and not being satisfied, I totally stopped taking Greyhound. And so, I've been taking. Um, the GO bus, which is a three-hour trip each way, doing it on one day, and it's exhausting. And so in May of this year, a Greyhound bus pulled up to the GO platform, and I was shocked. And I said, what are you doing here? He said, well, we don't use the old station anymore, which was basically just pulling up in the street. It It looked like a little trailer. He said, from now on, we use this stop. So twice I took it again. So when we say... All of these months, we're really talking about November and then nothing from November to um, May and then again twice.
1: But in all, we're talking about five different situations yes. where you were told or where you felt embarrassed or humiliated.
2: Well, yes, that that was part of it. But almost every time at the Toronto um, bus terminal. I was supposed to be pre-boarded, and almost every time I couldn't find someone. There was no one in the little office that you go to for help, or I was told they're too busy. And that bus goes um, at number thirteen at the far end. I was told to watch to see when it pulled up. I couldn't see. I almost always had trouble. One day, a driver said th- the person accompanied me finally, and said to me, um, "You know, this really isn't my job. I'm on. I'm on." Um, you know, when, when they're on illness and they come back to modify duties, he said, I, I don't really know what to do. But that was after talking to two strangers that I was sitting with, addressing them, thinking they were with me instead of addressing me.
1: So explain uh, for our listeners what your physical disability is and, and, and how it would help to have this mechanism in place so that you could get on the bus more easily.
2: Well, it's basically just end-stage arthritis in both knees, and I have spinal stenosis. So whenever I take the bus, I lean heavily on two canes, and um, I just find it very hard to, to do stairs at all. So from the ground to the first step, or from the first step to the ground, is very far for me. The other steps are very difficult, very difficult, but I'm able to grab onto the bars and hold on. So it's that one that one step from the ground. Now, interestingly, um, I was in wheeltrans two weeks ago on the way to the York Mill subway station to take the uh, go bus to Guelph, and a woman in the back seat said, Oh, I have a daughter in Guelph and two grandchildren, and I only can see them once a year when I get a ride. And I said, Why don't you take the bus? And she said, Because Greyhound won't lower the steps for me. I've thought of bringing a stool, I just can't manage a stool, and so I can't go. I said, Well, the go bus takes three hours. She said, I'm not well enough to handle that.
1: Now, we reached out to Greyhound uh, to see if they would come on the air with us to comment on your situation, Helena, as well as just this this mechanism. And uh, this is the email we just received from Greyhound Lines, their senior communications specialist. We sincerely apologize for the customer's experience with Greyhound. We will continue to strive to meet her needs as well as the needs of all customers with disabilities. Our regional vice president has personally reached out to the customer, and we're doing everything we can to resolve this customer service matter. We will provide additional training for our staff in an effort to prevent these issues from occurring again. We understand the importance of making travel easy and accessible for customers with disabilities, and we're committed to providing the best service and experience possible. Even uh, in the article on the, in the Toronto Star, the officials are, have told the Star they don't know why drivers didn't activate a mechanism to lower the bus for you. So clearly they have the technology to do this. Mm-hmm. What is the resistance?
2: Well, I've been told they're afraid that the mechanism won't work when they bring it back up that it often breaks. And I remember this happened when TTC buses first started with a lowering mechanism. I remember that lots of routes, there was a struggle to get the drivers to lower them because they were afraid they would break. But I also want to say that I can't believe that in a city as huge as Toronto, that the buses come in, they arrive at the Elizabeth Street Terminal. That terminal there is no has no curb whatsoever. So you have to get off at road level, at ground level. And it's not just being disabled. We, we have a, a population, an aging population. A lot of people have bad knees who don't even know they can ask to have it lowered, let alone be refused. And also, they do have these footstools that are basically platforms. They're not as easy, um, but I need both when you come to Toronto. And also the bus bays at Toronto um, I wouldn't need pre-boarding if they had a couple of seats at each bus bay. There's room for a couple of seats, and there's nothing. That's why I need pre-boarding. I don't even think I should have to deal with a disability office or pre-arrangements. I should be able to just go to a bus bay, sit down, and ask a driver to push a button to get on. But right. even when I've dealt with the disability office, when I started, it was in Texas, and it was a little harder, but they're now in Burlington. And I've had I've had the driver have... In his hand, my name needing pre-boarding and the bus lowered, to be lowered. And he refused to do it on two different occasions. And he um, humiliated me, saying, there's nothing wrong with you. I don't see why you need it. There's no reason why you should need it. And um, it, and so it goes. So we're talking about several different drivers and the um,
1: Sounds like the issue is maybe more with the technology, and the drivers are frustrated because it's going to mess them up if the technology stops working and they can't board their buses.
2: Well, um, I injured myself on a time when I actually had a very nice driver. It was his first time on the route. He was funny, he was lovely, and he wanted to assist me. And it did work in Toronto. When we got to Guelph, it didn't work. And so I did injure myself getting off And I sat on a bench with him and another driver who was coming in the opposite direction. And I said, I wish they had kept footstools on each bus so when it didn't work, I could have used it. Mm -hmm. And she said, oh, the drivers aren't allowed to. And then while we watched, 10 minutes after getting off the bus, suddenly the steps went down. Okay, But usually the problem is not technology, and it's not about training. That's why when the vice vice president says we will give them training, it's not. In my mind, it's a culture that says it's okay not to accommodate, and it's also a culture that thinks that disabilities are people in wheelchairs or something more overt. And I don't understand why it isn't sufficient to either be leaning on two canes or to just say, I need this.
1: You filed a claim with the company, which has
2: been settled, yes? Yes, it was recently settled. I was offered something. My lawyer advised me that it was a very low offer and we should wait. And I just wanted this out of my hair. But I didn't realize that by making a claim that nothing would change. I thought the claim meant they would then do something. And I said to the insurer, I would have to make a huge claim that would really make a dent in in Greyhound to have anything change. And so... um, and so and so it goes. That's, um, you know, a, ver- a very small amount, and um, I'm, I'm just more pleased that there's now finally some publicity. I had called the Ontario Human Rights, um, and they told me that Greyhound is federal, and so it doesn't come under that. I would have to um, go to the Canadian Human Rights. Commission, but this was after the fact.
1: If you're just joining us, I'm speaking with retired teacher Helena Bernstein, a very active Zoomer. She's taking courses. She likes to be out and about and has had an experience, uh, not once, but five times, Uh, Over the last year or so with Greyhound Bus, she's simply asking for the mechanism, which is in place already on the bus, to be lowered so the stairs can be lowered so she can get on the bus easily and depart the bus, disembark easily. This is her request. Uh, Claim has been settled, but... In her mind, no change has been made. Have you had an experience like this? Has aging left you with a disability which makes you more vulnerable when using public or private services? Have you been mistreated, as Helena says she has? 416. Three six zero zero seven forty one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. We will stay with this topic to the top of the hour. And as Helena says, this is a growing problem. As people age, they want to stay vital, they want to stay active, and yet sometimes their bodies don't cooperate, and they need this extra assistance. Cheryl in Toronto, go ahead. You're on Fight Back.
3: Hi, oh, I'm also disabled, and I experienced um, something very similar. And I did take them to the Ontario Human Rights Commission and changes were instituted. Um, They also provide a free lawyer. I I think just because you've been discriminated against in Ontario, I still think that you can do it with the Ontario Human Rights Tribunal. Okay. I I would really urge you to look into that and contact one of the lawyers there. They are
2: free. Helena, go ahead. I'm aware of that because I've used them for something else. Um, If they think the case is strong, they will provide you with a lawyer. Um, Absolutely not. Greyhound is federal. And um, it has to be the Canadian Human Rights Commission. Um, I, I am very hopeful that the government, the Canadian government, has just recently announced a portfolio for Canada for disabilities. And so hopefully something will change at the federal level.
1: Cheryl, what's your story? I'm curious to hear. Uh, well, there was a clause where I can't
3: discuss it, but it was I was um, discriminated repeatedly at the uh, Walmart near my house. Mm-hmm and um, i tried to settle it with walmart apparently has a disabilities office and i was just completely ignored and it continued um i was harassed i was abused like you said humiliated and i work and teach in this area so my students were there while i'm being screamed at and it was just so embarrassing um so i finally went to the human rights and changes were instituted like we we settled because like you i couldn't deal with the stress of going through the whole thing so I settled on the advice of the lawyer. Um, can't say what I got, but they did do a lot of changes, and I haven't experienced anything like that. And it was only at the one Walmart store okay. near my house. I've been very well treated in every other Walmart I've been to in Ontario.
1: Thank you for sharing your story.
3: Okay, good luck.
1: All right, let's go to Ron in Guelph. You're on Fight Back on Come Zoomer Radio. Well. Go ahead, Ron. Hi. Uh,
4: yes, I guess kind of part of the conversation about that lady that uh, has had a problem getting to Guelph, and I happen to live in Guelph. Yes, but I spent uh, a few years with Go Transit, and the rest of the time with uh, Grey Coach and then Greyhound. Um, and I know that there's um, a lot of issues, especially at the uh, Toronto bus station, uh, where there is no step. At one time, all of our buses we had a step stool. The buses were equipped with a step stool. And for whatever reason, they uh, took them all away. And then there was a step stool actually in the arrivals of the Bay Street terminal. Um, it wasn't part of the bus, but it was there in case the step um, um, didn't work. So I don't know why those steps aren't there anymore. It was the same thing in the departures. There was a step stool there that people could get up into the bus with.
1: Right. I mean, before technology, that would be the obvious answer to help somebody get onto a bus more easily.
4: Well, I mean, I understand that. um, I mean, the steps, it's the same thing with the TTC. They had problems with them. Well, they've had those um, powered steps. So what it does, it actually lowers the front of the bus with the air pressure. And then, as the the lady said, the drivers are afraid that once they get that thing down, they can't get it back up. But that speaks to the uh, service of the buses that the service department should be checking before that bus even goes out or the driver should be checking uh, before they take the bus out on the road that the right. actually works.
1: Thank you. I appreciate your call, Ron, from Guelph. And, and I mean, that there should be, I mean, Helena, y- you, y- you are saying if, if the technology doesn't work, a, s- a step should be on the bus.
2: May I, may I address that? Yes. I was down at the Greyhound Terminal and, um, the other day with um, the reporter from the Toronto Star. And a worker was there by the Elizabeth Street Terminal. And we asked him about why don't we have these footstools on the bus. And he said, oh, because often the driver has to leave the bus and the step stool is taken or it disappears or it's stolen and the driver has to pay for it. And so we said, oh, really, that's interesting. Well, Why don't they make a system where the driver isn't responsible for paying for it? And he said, that's a really good idea. I keep telling them, but they don't listen.
1: (laughs) Yes, sometimes it's the simplest things, common sense. And then you're going to have drivers who... because because they're being protected, they're going to be more helpful as a result. But you say uh, in part, it is the culture as well, the culture of the drivers, and the fact that you were spoken to, that you say that you were spoken to in a demeaning way is repeatedly. just repeatedly is just so inappropriate and, and and speaks to changes that we need to make as a society.
2: I think so. And the vice president does say that he will um, have better training. I believe they have this training. That's what I mean about the culture. There is a culture that you don't have to implement it. And when this previous caller, the one before, talked about human rights, I'm just realizing all kinds of accommodations. Like, we could get into this. I mean, mean, shoppers, drug mart, Sobeys, they don't even have a
1: chair to sit and wait for a taxi. It's an ongoing conversation. I do have to cut us short here. Uh, We've got the news coming up. But thank you, Helena, for coming in and sharing your story. You're more than Uh, welcome. You've become an advocate, whether you wanted to be (laughs) or not. Well,
2: thank you for the opportunity.
0: You're very welcome.